Hi, Nick Green here, host of Behavior Fit Radio, where we talk health, fitness, and behavior analysis. Let's start the show. Good morning, everyone, or good day, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is. Uh, It is recording this on March 24th, 2020. We are in the thick of it. We are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so what I thought about is um, been thinking a lot about the symptoms, been thinking about social distancing, been thinking about tools to make our days a little bit better. Um, So what I did uh, this morning, I put together a couple thoughts, published it as a blog. So this this episode is a kind of a hybrid of a blog companion and a kind of how-to guide, but um, I'm just going to jump in here, and so we're going to talk about today. Uh, the title of that blog is, um, again, published today, March 24th, so you can look at the um, look at the, the written word here on the blog or just listen to this episode or check out the YouTube. Um, the blog is How to Self-Monitor COVID-19 sy- Symptoms and Social Distancing, so here, when we talk about social distancing, um, you know, our journey here is just uh, beginning. A key issue that um, I thought about, you know, it's springtime, it's flu season, it's allergy season, so regular flu outside of the coronavirus is that we're, we're faced with identifying, you know, the correct combination of COVID-19 symptoms and non-symptoms, right? So what I noticed is that I needed to do a little bit of, you know, self-education regarding COVID-19 and other common cold and flu symptoms, etc., right? Um, I mean, after all, the symptoms tend to be similar across different types of illnesses, different types of respiratory um, conditions. Um, and when I was looking at this, I found a nice infographic. There have been a lot that have been developed out there. Um, a nice little decision tree that the University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB uh, Medical School put together um, as a useful infographic um, to look at uh, the different combinations. So I'll go ahead and pop this up. I have a hyperlink here to the infographic, and so it's a picture of pretty much a flu versus allergies versus COVID-19. So the first thing is, first decision you have to ask yourself is, do you have a fever, yes or no? If yes, then you go towards the COVID-19 or flu route, and if you're experiencing shortness of breath, yes or no, that's kind of the key the key feature, the key symptom of COVID-19, then you have to check off the remaining symptoms, which are cough, fatigue, weakness, and exhaustion. And if you don't have COVID-19, or if you do not have shortness of breath, then you go towards the flu route, and then you have to check to see if you have cough, fatigue, weakness, and exhaustion. And then you go back up to the, you go back up to the fever question. If you don't have a fever, the end results could be allergies or the common cold with related symptoms there. Um, You can check it out on the infographic. So going back to the blog, you know, I like decision trees. I'm a a process map guy myself. I like to kind of see the yes-no checkpoints, but really it's not laid out in a way that's easy to kind of follow and look at those combinations and see the the overlap, at least not for me. So I looked at it in a different way. So overall, I thought these were kind of confusing in a way. So although the infographic is a helpful decision tree, it gets a little confusing again when you're looking at the different buckets. So um, I think what's missing from these infographics, you know, one, it's kind of like a snapshot. Do you have these this combination of symptoms right now? But it doesn't track how many symptoms you have over time. You, maybe you had three yesterday, you have four today. 
maybe you only have two today, you know, or you're back at zero, right? It'll be good to kind of see that, that fluctuation of your symptoms over time. In addition to not only are the symptoms, but we need to look, look at how our behavior and our interaction with the in, outside environment plays a role, right? That's that social distancing piece. So I created a simple kind of coat, what I'm calling a COVID-19 symptom tracker, which is based on that UAB infographic, and it allows us to monitor our symptoms over a two-week span. And I just chose two weeks because it was easy to, to plop down on the Excel chart, which I'll, which I'll show you a link here at the end. Um, but for example, when we look at the track, uh, you know, the tracker here, we have the picture. I'll zoom it in here. So the cold, or sorry, the flu has five symptoms, fever, cough, fatigue, weakness, and exhaustion. And COVID-19 has those five plus one more, which is shortness of breath. Now, so for me, I think that is an easier way to look at the symptoms overlapping. You can see it five out of six or six out of six. That's going to be the difference. First is that yes, no. You know, the infographic, there's just too much, and it's just, um, I like mine better. So, um, zooming out here, the blog, um, again, this is the uh, is a video. If you're listening on the podcast, you check out, I have snippets um, of my spreadsheet and the infographics on the blog page. So now, what I did was I created my own symptom track- tracker. So I'll go ahead and I'll pop it up here, but I'm going to just briefly describe kind of the different areas um, here, so the spreadsheet, um, I'm going to go ahead and pop it up here, uh, move it over, okay, so the spreadsheet, it's an Excel spreadsheet, so hopefully you're somewhat Excel savvy here, again, this is something that you, I think, should be doing every day, again, this is the, the self-monitoring piece, top left, I have the basic essentials, I have a link to the infographic, and actually, let me back up here, we have, I have that infographic copied and pasted, copied and pasted, on the map um, on another spreadsheet in the in my symptom tracker so going back to the example tab we have patient who is me date day of the week time symptoms checked and then we have all the different symptoms hey the colors didn't um, stay there so let me go ahead and fix this so we have the cold the covid the flu symptoms and you have all the symptoms and i have six different items here so going horizontally across the page you have uh, today's date. Um, we're on the 24th. We'll look at the day of the week and the time the symptoms check. So again, um, it's important to be consistent about what time of the day you're checking your symptoms. And so I just started this. So I haven't had a chance to be consistent. But what you do is um, as you go through each day, you check your symptoms. Do I have a fever? No. Do I have a cough? Let's say yes. Do I have, am I fatigued? No. Do I have weakness? No. Exhaustion? No. You just do this. And you can see at the bottom here, I created a nice little number of COVID symptoms present, two. And if at any point you have all five, the red alert pops up, get tested. Let me go ahead and undo those and delete my answers there. So that's so those are the cold versus flu. Then we also have, right, it's March, it's allergy season. So now allergy and cold, they overlap on these different um, these different symptoms, which are sneezing, runny nose, chest discomfort, and itchy eyes. And so if you have um, sneezing, runny nose, mild chest discomfort, that lines you up for the cold, um, for the common cold, um, itchy eyes, no runny nose, that'll lead you with allergies. So again, you're looking at these 10 different items and 
answering yes or no will let you know will will, will indicate you know what symptoms you have um, as they relate to COVID nineteen or not. So those are the first ten. Now I created five other sections to keep track of. Most importantly, this environmental activity section relates to social distancing. Are we following the rules? So the two questions here are, did you go to a public place? And I define them. Let me zoom in. I defined a public place as any man-made structure beside your home. So uh, your home could be a, you know, apartment, townhouse, brick and mortar, basic home in the neighborhood, right? Or a public place. Any other man-made structure could be I, you know, Target's close by for me. We have the grocery store, Aldi. Um, you have CVS. So any public place like that. Answer yes or no. And then the question is, did you come within six feet of somebody else? So that's the rule, right? The six feet rule. So I have on um, the past three days, I didn't go to any public places. But yesterday, I was out on a walk. And, uh, you know, the sidewalk is only so wide. So I, uh, I probably came within three to four feet of somebody. And so I, I added that to the new section at the bottom here in my note section. So within three feet of neighborhoods on the outside walk. So those are the environmental activity pieces related to social distancing. So that this is important. So we can see that maybe if we have, you know, let's say a bunch of public places, uh, if we keep going out and we're not supposed to, you know, maybe does the next day or delay, you know, of two or three days down the road, does that relate to an increase in uh, symptoms? And this might serve as a nice kind of record. So if you ever take this to your doctor and say, you know, I went here, I went there, you know, in your notes, you could say I went to... You know, we have a grocery store called Meyer. Um, we went to Meyer. We went to, there's Kroger. We went to CVS. You know, um, I went to those places, but I wasn't within anybody. You know, I, I wasn't within arm's reach of anybody. So again, just, just good kind of descriptive data, if you will, to track, you know, what's going on here. So um, those are the environmental activity pieces. Then I also added two items. Um exercise minutes, and total steps. Now, I added these two features, uh, these two data points, because they relate to um, symptoms directly related to COVID-19, which are fatigue, weakness, exhaustion, shortness of breath. So those would be important to track to see what that correlation is, you know, maybe the next day or the day of, or, you know, something, some, some combination like that of like, okay, I've actually, me personally, these are my real data here. So I had 13,000 steps on Sunday, had two long walks. That's where those steps came from. Monday had 11,000, you know, had some exercise time in there with the elevated heart rate. So I might see that, you know, maybe come Wednesday, Thursday, but that my legs are really tired. So it'll be good to track those symptoms and to see if I'm having weakness or exhaustion. Does it coincide with a fever, you know, so on and so forth. Paying attention to those combinations. So that's generally how um, how this checklist is going to work. And at the bottom here, I have, um, again, my symptom tractor. So it adds all the COVID symptoms up. Um, I just created a little social warning here, a little COVID warning that if you have, it automatically generates if at any time you um, have five or six of these symptoms, it'll say, go get tested, right? That's the general recommendation. And if not, then keep your social distance. I think we'll be in that phase for a while. So just a little working equation, something real simple. Um, then at the bottom here, I have uh, the instructions. So again, we have the 10 symptoms to keep track of. Um, time of the day is very important to um, you know, just be somewhat consistent, right? We want to make sure that we're 
having good, valid, reliable data. Um, so let's go back to the um, to the blog now. So that's the tracker. I have all those details in the blog teaching you how to fill out the tracker. You know, how long, you might, you might be asking me, like, how long do I need to do, to do this? Well, I think probably as long as it takes to, you know, get through this, um, this very extreme social distancing, um, you know, way of life that we're all experiencing probably will last for another, you know, six to eight weeks to some degree, I imagine. Um, um, yeah, but so that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I, I created this as a two-week kind of log. Um, I'll probably give some updates here um, in the future, maybe make a graph or two, um, just to see how, what's going to be the best way to look at the information, um, you know, because at the, at the end of the day, um, we all need to track, you know, how our symptoms are progressing, are they improving, uh, maybe, maybe we do have uh, listeners out there that, you know, do get t- tested positive for COVID-19, so it'll be good to track, okay, you know, to tell that story, right, to tell that story of, okay, I did get the virus, and here's how the symptoms, you know, changed over time. We've seen those stories, I think, Inside Edition had that, had those stories of folks that who have recovered from COVID-19, so maybe using this tracker, you know, while you have the virus, just so you can share each other's stories, and, you know, maybe there are other symptoms that, um, that would be worthwhile tracking, so, you know, uh, the data will tell us the story, and I think that's, uh, that's valuable in and of itself, so, um, just to, just to wrap up the block here, I ended with, uh, you know, we're all faced with being asymptomatic, so not having any symptoms that we can detect, right? Life goes on as usual, but we're contagious at the same time. So looking at how contagious we are, looking at symptoms, how they develop, it's going to be incredibly important. So tracking our symptoms and understanding when these symptoms occur as they relate to other factors in our lives, right? Social distancing, gym shutdown, hospitals are open, groceries are open will be incredibly important over the next several weeks and month. So I just encourage everybody to stay safe. And then at the bottom here, I have an Excel file. Um, you just allow the downloads from BehaviorFit. The Excel file um, downloads. And so it's, uh, you pop it up there. Um, and then there's a printable PDF version. So if you have a printer at home and just want to, um, I made a blank version of it with the instructions. Um, so you can go ahead and enter your symptoms in, yeses and nos, and count them up yourself. But I thought, at the very least, I think we're all we're all in the midst of this. I think this could be something useful to many of us. So um, that's all I have for this uh, blog campaign episode. Let me know if you have any questions, comments, if you have ideas of how this can be improved, you know, throwing in graphs, different ideas, let me know. But until then, uh, keep moving, keep your exercise happening, um, wash your hands, stay safe, stay away from each other. Uh, See you soon. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you haven't yet, follow me on all social media platforms. You can find me at BehaviorFit, that is B-E-H-A-V-I-O-R-F-I-T, on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. If you haven't already, check out my main site where there's blogs, sign up for the newsletter, and more. Go to www.behaviorfit.com or email me at nick at behaviorfit.com. Hope to hear from you soon and keep moving.